and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's time for the Sports Blast. Chica, Chica. Ashish Sharma. All you have here is a solid foundation of young talent. All you have to go out and do is get the big bop. Everyone in this room is now dumber. May God have mercy on your soul. I am going to smack you so hard. Pain in the ass. I will smack it's your face happen. off of your face. Ryan Roach. You can get on base, you can walk, you can hit, and you can steal back. That's the key. They missed that element last year in the leadoff position. Sports. Dave Pollard. is facing more outrageous scoring chances. In a weird way, the defense sucking as much as it has. He's becoming more adept at making bigger saves. He's absolutely right. And Mark Lazelle. You have a great coach of Brad Stevens. You want him to stick Around. You have to have confidence in this team. Here's the key part. You start winning games that matter. Down the stretch, you have to win these games. Their playoff implications are on the line. The Sports Blast. What the hell are you doing? Only on ESPN New Hampshire. This is awesome. This is awesome. Oh, no, 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 that doesn't no, no, work. No, 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 don't ruin it. No. And ESPNNHradio.com. Game on! Game on! What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. As always, I'm Ashish Sharma, joined by Brian Roach and Dave Pollard. Hi, guys. It's been a little while. Uh, you got me up? It has been a while, hasn't it? it? it it's clearly been a while for we our got, producer here. we got some here. rust. The fingers are a little <laughs> bit slower today. Oh, well, oh, well, I put my, Mark's mic up. And Mark's not and, and with Mark's us. Mark's not yeah. even here. I forgot yeah. to mention that. It's been rusty all around. Mm-hmm. But uh, hi, guys. What's going on? Not much, not much. We had the uh, last couple of weeks off. Uh, a lot of us had like family obligations and whatnot. We have so next week off as well. We have next week. Yeah, we're taking off three <laughs> shows in four weeks. So yeah, apologies for that. But it's that time of the year. Okay, we've got a lot of family stuff happening. It's summertime. Can't be around here. Yeah, the NBA finals suck. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one that has been well, I'm just less than satisfied with the entire postseason. Nice, nice transition. Yeah, timelines. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's been pretty bad. But uh, there's a car show going on outside. Yeah, it was just before we yep. get into anything. What the hell's happening on Main Street? It's we a car show. This is it? A, yeah, is definitely it a car some show? sort of auto show mm-hmm. going on outside, right outside the uh, ESPN door on Main Street. So you should come on down, check that out. I was a little peeved though because we had to detour Sh- food vendors, and we had to go the long stuff. way to get to our parking garage. That's and there are a lot say. of stop signs. It's just a nuisance. It is, but you know, at the end of the day, I do like cars, so I might actually stop by and. Check some of that out. Yeah. Yeah, they had some cool-looking cars out there, they definitely. Did. Yeah. We can look from the window and see the cars. We can. I, I don't know the we first can. thing about what an engine's supposed to look like, though, so it's not like I'd really be able to go down there it, and, it, it and looks, be enthralled it, by it or it anything. It looks like an engine. Well, yeah, but, like, you know, people who know cars can look at an engine and be like, oh, what a beaut. Nothing's, what's that? What's it's, that, a V8? It's, it's made of metal. Isn't that, mm-hmm. a, isn't that a vegetable drink? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. No, no. Well, <laughs> Come on if now. If you're coming down Main Street, just be prepared to hit a lot of traffic. That's all I'll tell you. Yeah. A lot of stop signs. Uh, so. so what do we got today? Basically just NBA Finals NBA and Finals, and then we we absolutely, go, at some point, have to dive into the Red Sox because we've been just <laughs> ignoring them for the entire first half of the season. We're now 60 games in, so at some point this show, we'll, uh, we'll take out the measuring stick, see what we're thinking of uh, the Red Sox, and... Where our expectations are right now for the team, have right. they met them so far? Because we sort of posed our expectations at the beginning of the year, and now we're sort of going to revisit those expectations and see if uh, we think the team's overachieving, underachieving. Fair enough. Achieving right what they should be achieving. Fair enough. Let's start with the we'll NBA see. Finals, though. <laughs> we'll see. Because I, I want to go back to what I, uh, what I was talking to Brian about um, in the opening seconds about how the NBA Finals have just been underwhelming the I've been, entire I've been entertained I've been How? dumb no I I just I haven't you know I'm just so disinterested in the NBA finals so far like, I mean I've been entertained on. because of the brand of basketball that the Warriors are playing you know the run and gun uh, yeah, the, shoot the as globe, much as you want the globetrotters strategy exactly to just go out there and dominate toy around yet dominate yeah that's yeah, exact. It's, I'm sorry. It it's hasn't fun to been, watch. It hasn't been very competitive, and I'll, I'll say this. At least game three was moderately competitive, and it should be a 2-2 series because Cleveland choked 
at the end of that at the end of game three. Right. Uh, the Golden State Warriors go on an eleven nothing run to end game three, and they steal game three in Cleveland. Because that should LeBron never James have happened. Decided not to show up once again for well, the no, fourth it's, quarter. It's just that quick strike ability of the Golden State Warriors. Well, to, also to LeBron, go on a run like that within the final three minutes of the game. Yes, but LeBron sucked in that fourth quarter. If you go back and look, totally. At it. Yeah, I think Cleveland's got a, a little bit of choking dog in them, but they showed up last night. Uh, not that it was ever in in well, question, really. They, they made twenty four threes. So, yeah, I mean, I mean that was they, the main reason. they outshot the Warriors from behind the arc. If you're going to beat them, you have to do that. But right. but how uh, how sustainable is that? No, I don't know if you can do that. The Cavs Please. dropped forty nine points in the first quarter and then eighty nine at the half. Both NBA Finals records. I don't think that's sustainable. No, I don't think you can do that again. You can't shoot sixty percent for a no. whole game. Like Kyrie Irving uh, at one point, didn't he shoot like seventy percent in this game? With the 40 points that he dropped, something like something crazy. He yeah. had something insane. That's not going to happen again, which is why I think the series is still over. I don't think if you fall behind 3-0 in a series, it's pretty much done. This is not the 0-4 Sox, okay? They're not coming back from this. And Well, no NBA team has ever come back no from NBA a, team. in I think, playoff history. I think uh, the team that goes ahead 3-0 in any NBA o playoff series is 126-0. So... I, I think, and as Dave just said, the Cavs had their chance in Game 3 to get back in this series, and if it was 2-2, would have a legitimate chance in this series. But after dropping that uh, game where Kevin Durant just marched down the court and hit that dagger to win Game 3, steal it in Cleveland, I think that's when we all said, okay, yeah, this series is over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just don't see any way that they come back. I know they did it last year. They did it last year, well, right? That's, came, what it, that's they, everyone's excuse right now. Well, I'm not saying it's mine. But, ready? they came back from 3-1, which is where they are right now. Yeah, so but, if you're but, Cleveland... But if we're going to be technical, they're really coming back from 3-0. Yeah, but, but if you take it a game at a time, like you should, if you're a pro athlete, and how Cleveland should be taking it right now is, hey, at this point, we're in the same position that we were last year. Oh, except for this one huge caveat to that whole thing, which is that Kevin Durant is now a member of the Golden State Warriors. So the people out there right now, there's a, hey, Cleveland was in this position last year. Nonsense. No. They weren't in this position. Kevin Durant it's a totally there. different position to be in because they're playing a completely different Golden State Warriors team. When you're talking about adding Kevin Durant and what he's meant to the Golden State Warriors in this series and throughout their whole playoff run, it would have been something to see them sweep the playoffs. But also, I think it would have been bad for the NBA if terrible. they had swept the playoffs. It had never happened before. So you're talking about if they did that, this is the least amount of parity that they've had in league history. If that happens last night, it didn't, which to me, I mean, there's, a, there's something a little fishy about that, you know, but we'll, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more later, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of... Uh, Cooking, uh, cooking up uh, by the NBA there. It also would have been the first time in 15 years that the NBA had would finish before the uh, NHL. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. No. Especially if you're not. the NBA. You're, you're losing a lot of money if you're the NBA if you don't go to at least a game five. No, you can, I'm saying. you can count on one hand the games that have been interesting this entire postseason. Games six and seven of the Celtics-Wizards series were both good. Uh, then you had the game where Avery Bradley hit that buzzer beater to beat the Cavs, the one game the Celtics won. Mm -hmm. And then game three of the finals when Kevin Durant hit that shot. And then, yeah, you could probably pick and choose from the Spurs-Rocket series. But that's about it. That's about it. Every other game this postseason, I've turned on and just kind of been like, all right, like I'm just kind of going through the motions as a fan watching this. And, and the underlying reason of that, it, like you said, you're going through the motions. It's because it's a predetermined outcome. Like 90% of these games, you already know what's going to happen, who's going to win, Right. And how it, almost how it's going to happen. It's ridiculous. It's, it's as scripted as it can possibly be for a pro sport. We said at game one of the regular season this year that it was going to be the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers for the third straight time in the finals. There is no parity in this league. And that's a bigger discussion, obviously. But when it boils down to this series, you're now looking at a Golden State Warriors team with a big four, not even just a big three. This has now evolved into you can have a big four in this league. And if you have a big four, you can't, you can't beat that if you're the opposition. Cleveland is as good a team as they come out there, except for Golden State. And this is how this is the disparity between Golden State and Cleveland. They're up three games to one, had the ability to sweep them out of the finals. And you want to talk about like uh, where the Celtics are? If they're supposed to be the third best team in the NBA 
Or if you want to say the Spurs are, they got swept by Golden State. I know Kawhi Leonard got injured. But if you're the Celtics, if you're that far away from Cleveland, where you were just happy not to be swept by Cleveland in the semifinals, how far away are we from Golden State? If they somehow miraculously, or if LeBron James got injured and goes down for that semifinal series and the Celtics make the finals, how embarrassing would it have been for the Celtics? Well, I don't even know if it would have been that embarrassing because I think they would have just been happy to be in the finals, which I I guess kind of speaks to your point. Which, again, right, it's stupid. I was having this conversation with someone last night, and the NBA is the only sport, I feel it's the only sport where you can outwork your opponent and if they're better than you, it's irrelevant. You're not going to win. You shouldn't have a sport, a pro sport, where if one team works harder, it's irrelevant because the other team is better. That's just dumb. Yeah. The amount of talent on the Golden State Warriors has earned them this trip to it's, the finals. It's obscene. It has a, you, don't need, you don't even know if they're working hard. Obviously, they're putting in work. But who knows if they're working their very hardest. Yeah, but I don't they, think this team <laughs> had to try their hardest to get to this point. It's freaking Team USA on both sides. You take, like, the big three on the Cavs and then the big four on the Warriors, and seven of those guys, I think all seven have played on Team USA. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't happen. You're talking about uh, uh, You're talking two, about, yeah. two teams in the league have seven of the best players yeah. in the league. It's ridiculous. Like, and the thing is, like, I know I sound like an old-timer, right? all my, you know, back in the 90s, but it's true. The talent pool back, back in the back, 90s. Back in the back. 90s, it was still that doesn't make you Chicago an versus timer. everyone. Huh? It was still Chicago versus everyone. There was still yeah, only but they one had real to go, super team. But they had to go through other dominant Did they? teams. They had to go through the, the Patrick the, Ewing-led they? Knicks. Okay. They had to play. Were they, you know, were they uh, actually, the, did they actually struggle? Did they go seven games a lot? Uh, well, no. Uh, when they played the Utah Jazz, I believe uh, that series went s- 98, went six games. That's not a seven-game uh, series? No, no, but what, my point is that they had to fight <laughs> for every... I don't think they had to fight as much as I you I just think. feel like, you know, it's, it, Dave hit it right on the head. There's just no parody now. I feel like even back in the 90s, like, there was parody. And even in the mid-2000s, there was parody. parody. But ever since this culture of super teams has kind of crept into the NBA, and now teams are just, you know, stacking all these guys because you have... The salary cap exploding has allowed teams to go out and sign multiple guys to max deals. As you were saying yesterday, Dave, when I was talking to you at the Herald, you know, bird rights, that exception allows teams to keep their existing guys while still, you know, going over the luxury tax, fine, but not going over the salary cap because they're exempt from counting against the cap. All these exceptions allow for this. So they need to start making some changes. Oh, yeah, big time. And you and I were having the discussion that uh, part of the problem with the parity in the league is just the pool of talent and the depth of talent in the league. There's five players that you can point out that are far and away the best players in the NBA. And then the gap between those five players and Tier 2 is huge. There's a huge... If you have one of those five players, you're nearly guaranteed a semifinals trip in whatever conference you're in. And then beyond that, if you go down to Tier 2, yeah, there's probably like uh, 15 to 20 of those guys, but then there's a huge drop-off. You're talking from Tier 2 down to Tier 3 is bench talent, yep. you know, or, or role-player talent. So there's really, what, 20 to 25 guys in this league that you can point at and say they're, they're elite talents, they're difference-makers, and then everyone else is practically irrelevant and I think that one of the biggest reasons for that is you look across pro sports there's always a solid development system there's a pipeline of young talent that you coat that you draft you coach up you develop to become an elite talent in those leagues the NHL has has six rounds I believe of draft picks the NFL has seven you know the NBA has two Baseball is how many? I don't even know how many drafts, uh, how many rounds are in a baseball draft. It's ridiculous. ridiculous, And then you're talking about minor league teams. Baseball has like four minor league squads per team. The NHL has the AHL, but then they have the junior leagues and the European leagues, which are all competitive. Right. Well, the reason why baseball has so many leagues is because it takes so many years to develop to get to the majors. Right. But, But that's what I mean. The development is there. If baseball were doing what the NBA was doing, they would have one D league team that they don't care about where basically, and this is the other problem with it because Ashish mentioned last night, the one and dones in college, 
These players would be better off staying in college, being coached in college, than going to rot in the D-League, which is basically a wastebasket for players that didn't have enough talent to make it on a 15-player NBA roster. Right. And that's the other part of it. Those are the least deep rosters. You have the fewest players well, on an NBA roster. The reason is because in a, than in any other sport, you don't need that many. Oh, fine. It, uh, again, you you have 15 players on an NBA roster. You need to have minor league teams where you're coaching and developing players to become better than what they would be on their own. Right. Something that's not the D League because the D League is basically a semi-pro league. That's essentially how I view it. As you're saying, Dave, if I'm interpreting what you're saying correctly, they need a proper minor league system that has tiers like you have in minor yeah, league baseball, uh, single A, double A, triple A, where guys are actually in line to develop as they get older right. and make a difference once they get to the NBA. Not just get plucked right out of college in a one-and-done fashion and then just ride the bench and be like, oh yeah, he could one day maybe be a solid role player. Right. How often do you hear in other leagues, guy gets drafted in the NHL, oh, he's coming up the pipeline, you know, he's doing well down in Providence. Even NFL teams because they have 53 players on the roster this kid he just got drafted year one he's not ready but he's coming you know he's, he's, he's gonna be squad. he's gonna be on the practice squad you know he's coming but the d-league is what it's a death sentence when a player in the nba goes to the d-league it doesn't mean oh he's coming he's coming down the pipeline it means he wasn't good enough Demetrius and he's and he's never gonna make it the best thing that can happen to a d-league player is he signs to a couple 10-day contracts and then yeah. he disappears forever exactly it's a death sentence it's not a pipeline where where players are developing their skills their talents to be able to come up here and play and make an impact at the at the pro level because they're playing other crappy players exactly it, well in their coaches their coaches apparently can't coach them either i don't know what kind of coaches you have down in d-league basketball but there's hardly a coaching pool in the nba the co the talented coach list in the nba is like three people right. deep no it's just it's it's watered down talent from top to bottom and before we go to break it's just it starts with the draft too because how many top heavy drafts have we seen in the last few years not many where we haven't seen like a 2003 deep draft or a 1996 deep draft where like picks one through 15 could all be like number one i mean like kobe in 96 was 13th overall and you had like one through ten, with the exception of maybe one or two guys, everyone became a future Hall of Famer. You know, you had Steve Nash, Allen Iverson, Kobe. Like, we don't have drafts like that anymore. We have, well, you have consensus one and two, and then just a bunch of crap after that. Right. And it's ridiculous. It is. There's not enough talent in this game. There's not there's not enough talent pouring out of college, and when they come out of college after one year, there's just there's no place for them to go and develop their skills to make it so that there's more talent overall in the NBA, and maybe just maybe create some competitiveness and some parity in this league. It starts right there, and it's sort of a ground up thing that needs to be fixed. But I don't see them trying to fix it anytime soon. Not while the ratings are this high, and they're making as much money as they are off of having just two teams go to the finals every year. It's crazy to me, but that's the way the NBA is. 603-883-9900. This is the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. Hi, everyone. I'm meteorologist Mark Rosenthal, and my weather forecast today is being brought to you by Stratum Tire. Spring has finally arrived, so now's the time to come on into a Stratum Tire location near you and take advantage of their spring pothole specials. 20% off spring tire changeovers and alignments, half-off state inspections, deeply discounted oil chain specials, tires in every price range with a great selection of top brand names and a value price line, too. Visit StratumTire.com. Com to schedule your service online today. This is Shaquille O'Neal. And the Shaquettes. Reminding you that anytime, anytime is a good time. Good time. For the cooling, drying, fresh scent of gold bond powder spray. Like after the gym. Or a crowded elevator ride. Or golf. Or working with farm animals. Or a hard day's work. Like sports casting. You said it, ladies. Stay cool with Gold Bond Powder Spray. Stay cool with Gold Bond. <laughs> At Advance Auto Parts, you can find the knowledge and parts you need to get the job done. Think of us as that friendly neighbor who genuinely cares about you and is always willing to lend a helping hand without expecting anything in return. Unlike Jerry, who always has something come up and then wonders why he isn't invited over on Sundays. You know what you did, Jerry? Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. 
Losing our signal? You can always hear us on the TuneIn app. We are 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. With millions of YouTube views, shares, Instagram likes, followers, and fans across the globe. But what do all these amazing pets have in common? Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard? Well, (laughs) that's entirely up to you. Visit theshelterpetproject.org and hear more about Hamilton the Pug, Toast, and Keyboard Cat's amazing adoption stories. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Your perfect pet is just a click away at theshelterpetproject.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. In war, there will always be casualties. Join us at uso.org and send your message of support to our wounded warriors and their families. The USO, until everyone comes home. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Red Sox began their three-game home series against the Detroit Tigers last night. It's the start of a five-game homestand overall. They got a two-run homer from Jackie Bradley Jr. in the eighth to break a 3-3 tie. Craig Kimbrell with another save and a 5-3 victory for the Sox. The two teams will will be back at it again today. Chris Sale on the hill today facing off against Justin Verlander. First pitch from Fenway is at 7-15. The Golden State Warriors had a chance to sweep the NBA Finals and the playoffs last night in Cleveland, but LeBron James and Kyrie Irving combined for 71 points on the way to a 137-116 win, cutting the series deficit to 3-1. Game 5 will be played on Monday at Oracle Arena. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock. The NHL Finals continue tomorrow. The Penguins hold a 3-2 series lead after a 6-0 blowout of the Predators on Thursday. But the series returns to Nashville. The home team, a perfect 5-0 in this series. Face-off from Bridgestone Arena is at 8 p.m. And later on tonight, it's the 149th running of the Belmont Stakes. Post time is at 6.37. You can catch the race on NBC. With your Sports Center update, I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. The Sports Blast. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. All right, so uh, just to uh, pick up our conversation on how to fix the NBA parity problem before we get to uh, the legacy of Kevin Durant, which I definitely want to talk about as well because I just want to say very quickly, I, I don't consider him a champion if he ends up winning. And uh, it's because he, you know, we'll get into it. How but can it's you because take he, that away from him? Well, because of the way he joined the Golden State Warriors. We'll get into that. But I feel very strongly about that. But just okay. to summarize I, what you said. I have said, a counter-argument to you. Okay, I can't wait ahead. to get to that. But to Me just well. fix the NBA parity problem, what we talked about in yes. the uh, last segment, uh, get a proper minor league system, okay? Yes. If we're the commissioner, Dave, that's the first thing you do. Have at least one minor league system, one minor league league. That, tiered. That is better than the D-League. That is tiered. Where so you, you have where to Where you actually the care about the players instead of using the D-League as a trash bin for players that are never going to make it. Uh, and another one, get rid of the one-and-done rule out of college. Make them stay at least two years in college and actually work at their game. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sorry, either, you're not ready for the NBA. Either that or make the D-League as competitive as college basketball. Like, one way or the other, that's what you need. Because mm-hmm. these players are better off uh, developing their skills in college with coaches who care, with teams that are competing with each other on an even talent level. Mm-hmm. I think that's vital to the NBA becoming a league with more parity in it, is you need to have deeper talent on all of these rosters. I know it's only 15 deep, but I mean the, the NBA has a massive issue when it comes to talent. And I know that's crazy because everyone looks at the NBA and says, "Well, there's super talented players in the NBA." Yeah, there's like 5 of them. And then there's a bunch of garbage. And then you know, and then there's that tier of role players that we talk about and then bench. But but that's it. Those role players never amount to uh, you know, uh, t- to carrying a team all the way to a finals. Because, again, the, the other problem with the sport itself is 
there's no way of winning the finals against more talented teams, even if you work harder than that more talented team. Right. And, I, and I was using the argument of the NHL playoffs uh, last night when I was talking to you, Ashish, which is that look at, look at what's happening right now in both leagues, really. You've got in the NBA, Cleveland and the Warriors, who everyone said in October would be the finals matchup. We all right. knew it, mm-hmm. and it happened. It was scripted, and it occurred. The NHL playoffs, you are, on one side have the defending Stanley Cup champions. And on the other side, you have, you have the, the eighth six, seed. Uh, the eighth seed in the West, but the sixteenth seed overall in the NHL playoffs. They were the worst team entering the NHL playoffs. The last team to make it, and they're in the Stanley Cup finals. They're in the Stanley Cup finals. They they took out first. They took out the Chicago Blackhawks, the one seed in the West, who are perennial con- cup contenders. They took them out. They get all the way to the finals against Pittsburgh, mm. who are the defending Stanley Cup champions. Nashville, you would think, has no business being here. But in the NHL, series by series, really game by game, play by play, shift by shift, the momentum that's created by one team needs to be responded to by the opponent. So every team at this level in the NHL playoffs is that much better because every shift you have to get better. You have to up your game with every time you step out on the ice in the NHL. Otherwise, you're going to flounder and you're not going to make it this far. So no matter what, when you get to this point in the NHL playoffs, I don't care if it's 1 versus 16. It's going to be competitive because hard work pays off in the NHL. That's why I love the sport of hockey. Because the hard work, the, the dedication to the game pays off for you. And you feel that teams deserve to be where they are in the NHL. And Ashish, to your point, earlier in this segment... You opened up saying Kevin Durant is not going to be viewed by you as a champion. No, I, I won't. I, I think he definitely just hopped on, uh, hitched his wagon, so to speak. That's the term we always use to a 73 win team that came back from a 3 1 deficit in the Western Conference Finals to beat his team last year. Uh huh. So, okay. but there's your difference. Because I do have a counterpoint. Hold but, on. Uh, let me that's just. Not, that's, real not, quick. that's not what a champion does. Real quick, Brian. Really? What did LeBron do? LeBron was the final piece in Miami. They would not have been a contender without him. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? You, yeah. th- you don't think he hitched his wagon to Dwayne Wade and I think brought he was the fa- I think he was the crucial to piece. Co- Kevin Durant was not the crucial piece. Really? No. They were they were there two they straight were there. years. They, they were uh, there. Yes, they didn't need him. He he uh, he clearly puts them over the top. Chris right. Bosh and Dwayne Wade together. So become Kevin a contender, Durant went but to go chase not. championships with uh, Curry and Thompson. I'm not yes. saying I like what LeBron did in Miami. Uh, LeBron, uh, what what he said earlier in the week makes me look at him down even further. He was like, you 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 add that to a team that won 73 games, and that's just not yeah, right. And I think people forget that Golden State actually won the title. Two seasons ago. Right. So uh, they were already good enough. Right. They were. They were. So what LeBron did, look, I hate what LeBron did because it started this whole thing. Yep. You know, it might have started before that with the Celtics. No, because the Celtics were all trades. You still, you when, still when, yeah, grabbed you, superstars in order agree, to build a Dave, super but team. I, but I understand what uh, Brian's saying because we had this discussion the last time we were on the air. When you assemble a super team through trades, you put less of that on the players and more on management. But sure. hey, at the end of when the day, it, management, they're trying to put the best team on the floor. Absolutely. Right. So when it's free agents, I get it. It's like the players control where they go right, and right. who goes with them. LeBron started that whole thing. Okay? So what he did, I don't like because of the direction it made the NBA go in as a whole. Right. But what Durant did is far more shameless. Uh, far more shameless. Obviously, yeah. Uh, like, this was a team that won the title two years ago and was in uh, in a position to win it last year. But don't act like what KD did is any different than what LeBron it did. Is, it's, a little it's a little different. bit different. A, because, it's, Le- because it's more shameless. Right. Right. LeBron, but at the end of the day. the Lebr- exact no, same it's, thing. It's, it's not the exact same thing, but they're both bad it's in different similar. ways. It's pretty similar. It's pretty similar. But it's not the exact same thing because no. LeBron was the final and most crucial piece that of that. That team still would have been a contender without LeBron. I don't don't know if they necessarily would have gotten by that last Celtics team, that last big three era Celtics team, mm-hmm. or you know any of the other um, teams that they had to get through. In the no, Eastern not Conference. without LeBron, they wouldn't have. With just Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, they would have been good. No, they never would have had LeBron, a trip. No. They never would have had a trip to the finals without LeBron James in Miami. So I mean, look, when you're talking about LeBron, 
He's the centerpiece on all these teams, too. You're talking about Durant, and this was going to be my counterpoint because you can make the argument that he hitched his wagons to Golden State, or did Golden State sort of hitch their wagons to Durant? Because what we've seen in these finals is that Durant is the best player on the floor. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, easily. Okay, so, yes, it's shameless if you're Durant to go to a team that was already already competitive enough to win, not to mention you had a 3-1 lead if you're Kevin Durant when you played for OKC over this same Golden State Warriors team in the semifinals last year. You had a 3-1 lead, and you blew it, and now you're going to play for them. That's shameless, yes, but let's not act like Kevin Durant isn't putting this team way over the top and that Golden right. State isn't happy to have hit, uh, have happy to have hitched their wagons to Durant because Durant yeah while he's hitching his wagons to win a championship Golden State's using Durant just as much as he's using I Golden put, State I put more blame on the player than management though because management, Why? management, well, you're management trying to put obviously the best. is going to do that. Right. Yeah, but management, your job is to assemble the best roster you can. And so as a player, and they I expect you to be a competitor and yeah. say so, no. So maybe, screw you guys. so maybe it's a league, a trickle down effect of the whole. Uh, there's a broader picture with the whole league being painted here, right? Which is the easiest route that we can take to having the best team on the court and the easiest route we can have to get all the way to the finals and win championships, we're going to take it. Management, of course, is going to want to have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green all on their roster. Obviously, management wants that. But right. why do we then look at the player and say, you're supposed to make it harder on yourself? Well, not necessarily. Uh, look, I'm not asking him to go to a trash team, but he could have gone to any other team and still made them a competitor. But if he had why the Clippers, would you do that? If he had joined the Spurs, if he had come to the Celtics, why are you going to the team that went to back-to-back -back NBA Finals? To win. And essentially, exactly, no, but to win. You're guaranteeing. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not defending him. He's doing it to win and to make it easier on himself to win. That's what he's doing. And that's that's the I think that's the depth of like competitive nature in the NBA. And what have we been saying about the NBA for the first 30 minutes of this show? There is no competitiveness, yeah. Ashish. There yeah. is no parity. This is a problem in this league. It's going to eventually come back to bite them because, you know what? We haven't seen a super talent like LeBron or Durant, really, come into this league and be able to lead their teams to championships. So who knows when the next LeBron's going to come out, when the next Durant is going to come out of the, of the NBA draft. Who knows when that's going to happen, but they're not focused on developing talent to become superstars. They're focused on the already developed superstars. Three straight years, the same yeah. two teams going up against each other in the finals. That is bad for this league. And I wonder if five years down the road when these teams peter out, if we're even going to have a super talent like a LeBron or a Kevin Durant leading their teams to titles, or if the talent pool is just going to finally disintegrate onto an even playing field. Well, that's the thing. That actually might be better. But it'll even be, if the talent pool sucks, at least it's even. But and it'll, it'll be crap. It'll be crap, but because they haven't be developed the players in this league. Yeah, yeah it will be even, but it'll, it'll be, like be a it'll be a diluted product yeah. at some point if you don't do something about the disparity between teams. It's insane the level of uh, of. Uh, there's just so much distance. There's so much distance between now Golden State and Cleveland, and then Cleveland and the rest of the NBA. I don't think we'd have as much of a problem with super teams if there were like let's say seven sure, super teams. Sure, but if there are two. Two super teams in the NBA. What the hell do you think is going to happen every year? Especially if one's in the Western Conference and one's in the East. They're going to meet in the finals every freaking year. 82 regular season games and the NBA gets their TV money and they get their ticket revenue. They get their revenue from selling concessions at their stadiums. And you know what? None of it freaking matters. All 82 regular season games mean nothing. And then you get to the playoffs, and the first three series of the NBA playoffs mean nothing. Everyone said it. Everyone knew it. The teams in post-game press, press conferences practically had to hold themselves back from saying, well, you know, we're just waiting to play Golden State, or we're just waiting to play Cleveland anyway. This is, this is a tune-up, basically, for the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. None of it mattered. And it's... Ne and it's never going to change if the NBA just continues to make money. Is It's how it is with any business. If if people want to eat up a bad product, the business is going to keep selling you that bad product. So I don't know how you get fundamental change in the NBA 
without the fans sort of leaving the sport and and it finally impacting management's wallets in the NBA. Right, and it wasn't even that long ago uh, that you had a stretch of NBA Finals where you featured different teams every year. At least one team kept changing. Right, like I remember uh, in 06, you had uh, the Mavericks and the Heat. Then you had the Celtics and the Lakers a year later. And then uh, a year after that, I can't remember when, it might have been the Spurs. But the point is, it just kept changing every year. The last three years, it's been Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors. It's getting boring. And every year, it's gotten more obvious that that's how it's going to be, too. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe. If the rosters stay the same, this is going to be the same thing next year. Right. I, I think even, uh, when it first happened, you know, that first Golden State-Cleveland series in the finals, I don't think people necessarily called it as soon as they did. I think people had some inclination that that's how it was going to end up in the finals. Then the following year, though, you knew it was going to be Cleveland and Golden State again. Mm-hmm. And Golden State ended up having the best regular season record of any team in NBA history. Then they had Kevin Durant right. the following year. And we all know, again, game one of the NBA season, that it's going to be Cleveland-Golden State, which is nonsense to me. How do you watch a sport like that when you already know the ultimate outcome? It's ridiculous. And I mean, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the NHL versus the NBA, but the NHL, for what it's worth, I know it doesn't get the ratings. It doesn't make the money. You know, they're not as big as the NBA. But the NHL, for what it's worth, if you've tuned into both leagues this playoffs, there is there is. Absolutely no question if you've watched both which product is better, which is more entertaining, and which is more competitive. Mm-hmm. It's the NHL right? by, by miles. And it's ridiculous to me that, uh, that people still tune in this much to the NBA. But it might, as well, it might as well just be open up, open up a seven-game series in October with right. Cleveland and Golden right. State and have that be it. Well, I think the reason that more people are watching the NBA is it just, you know, nationwide it's a more popular sport than yeah. hockey. I, I agree. Even though the product just stinks right now. Absolutely. And look, I get, I get where the two sports are in terms of ratings and, you know, in terms of popularity. Basketball is more popular. But if you've watched both, there, there can be no doubting that the NHL playoffs and the finals have been more competitive and more entertaining, just as a product. Yeah. Forget about the storylines and the players and the rivalry, all that stuff out the window. What you're seeing out there in terms of play is better in the NHL. It just is. 603-883-9900. When we come back, we will take a look at uh, the NHL and the NBA in terms of the ratings and in terms of just what we enjoy more. ESPN New Hampshire, don't go anywhere. This is Shaquille O'Neal. And the Shaquettes. Reminding you that anytime, anytime is a good time. Good time. For the cooling, drying, fresh scent of Gold Bond powder spray. Like after the gym. Or a crowded elevator ride. Or golf. Or working with farm animals. Or a hard day's work. Like sports casting. You said it, ladies. Stay cool with Gold Bond powder spray. Stay cool with Gold Bond. <laughs> At Advance Auto Parts, you can find the knowledge and parts you need to get the job done. Think of us as that friendly neighbor who genuinely cares about you and is always willing to lend a helping hand without expecting anything in return. Unlike Jerry, who always has something come up and then wonders why he isn't invited over on Sundays. You know what you did, Jerry? Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times? When we were more active and ate more healthy foods, and you checked on me every once in a while. Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave. But unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. 
For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. This may sound like a typical high school basketball game being played on a Friday night in New Hampshire. In fact, it's a crash course in cooperation and teamwork. It's a test of dedication, determination, and drive. It's character development in action. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think about this. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students who participate in school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. At the same time, playing sports helps teach lessons not covered in the classroom. Lessons like tolerance, respect for the rules, and the importance of supporting your community. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the New Hampshire Interscholastic Athletic Association and the New Hampshire Athletic Directors Association. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Red Sox began their three-game home series against the Detroit Tigers last night. It's the start of a five-game homestand for the Red Sox. They got a two-run homer in the eighth from Jackie Bradley Jr. to break a 3-3 tie. Craig Kimbrell with another save and a 5-3 victory for the Sox. The two teams will be back at it again today. Chris Sale on the hill facing off against Justin Verlander. First pitch from Fenway is at 7-15. The Golden State Warriors had a chance to sweep the NBA Finals last night and the playoffs in Cleveland, but LeBron James and Kyrie Irving combined for 71 points on the way to a 137-116 home win, cutting the series deficit to 3-1. Game 5 will be played on Monday night. It shifts back to Oracle Arena. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock. The NHL Finals continue tomorrow. The Penguins hold a 3-2 series lead after a 6-0 blowout of the Predators on Thursday. But the series returns to Nashville. The home team, a perfect 5-0 in this series. Faceoff from Bridgestone Arena is at 8 p.m. And the 149th running of the Belmont Stakes is tonight. Post time is at 6.37. You can catch the race on NBC. With your Sports Center update, I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. The Sports Blast. Welcome back to the Sports Blast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. 603-883-9900 back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. In a second, we'll get to the NBA versus the NHL in terms of ratings and why the NBA just continues to dominate despite being such a crappy product. But before we get to that, um, just found out that Adam West passed away at the age of 88. No way. Brian just told yeah. me, yeah. For those of you who are old enough to remember, well, I mean, it's not like we were alive during that, but he played Batman, like the first live-action Batman ever. Yeah. And uh, he also uh, does uh, Mare West on Family Guy. Mare West from Family Guy. Uh, He had a a great voice. So, um, wow. Just, uh, well, I mean, it's not shocking. He was 88, but it is sad. He's getting up there. It is is. sad, though. That's a a sad one. That's a great voice and a a really funny guy lost there. Yeah. I had no idea about that. Yeah, Brian just told me while you're doing your updates, so I'm I'm very sad about that. But, uh, jeez. No, just getting back to the NBA uh, versus the NHL, we were talking about how the NBA ratings, I mean, the first two games of this series in the NBA Finals uh, were the highest rated since 1998 when Jordan took on the Utah Jazz. Okay, that obviously initially kind of makes sense, right? Because it's the Cavs and the Warriors. But it's kind of sad when you look at what this series has looked like through the first four games. This should have no. This should be nowhere close to what that series was. I remember watching that series between Michael Jordan and Karl Malone and John Stockton. That was real NBA basketball. This is just no defense, jacking up a bunch of shots in transition. It's two relatively one-dimensional teams. I mean, you could say that the Cavs play more defense because LeBron actually does play defense. But no one on the Warriors really locks down defensively. No. Really, the Warriors are one of the best defensive teams. They were one of the best defensive teams all season. I don't know. Just watching this series, I just I mean, you look at they gave up what 137 points last last night. So yeah, I, that's because the Cavs what made what 24 of. I'm not like, talking about all year. I'm not talking about all year. I'm just talking about what I've seen so far in this series. They they looked good the first two games. 
Well, the they defense. looked okay. They looked know. okay. Defense, defense is so watered down in the NBA anyway that you really can't tell good defense sure. from bad yeah, that's, defense. That's another good point. It's and ridiculous. then in terms of the NHL ratings, I don't have those in front of me. But uh, I, I, have I, to, have those up I have to imagine that they're not nearly as high as the NBA. Uh, what did the NBA end up doing on the Nielsen ratings? Uh, I have they the total have viewers. Uh, oh, they did it. over 19 million. Oh, yeah. It's nowhere near that. It's nowhere near that. Uh, so average per game is 4.2 uh, nationally for the NHL. And that's sad because as a basketball fan, I did not grow up a hockey fan. Still not really an NHL fan. I can tell you that the NHL is a much better product by far yeah, than what true. we've seen it's in more the NBA. Entertaining. But I mean, no one's watching it. No. I mean, people are watching it. This is a good these are good ratings for the NHL. It's a little bit down from uh, some of the prior ones, but that's just because of the two teams that you have here. It's Pittsburgh and Nashville, so it's really not at like huge market teams there, Pittsburgh, yeah, they'll draw viewers because they like their hockey in Pittsburgh, but Nashville, no way. No, there, there's nothing really to Nashville unless you're trying to tune in if you're a casual fan to go see like Carrie Underwood sing during the <laughs> intermissions. Well, yeah, you can just go over to the Country Music uh, uh, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah, it's right there, right? It's right next to the stadium. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's doing well in Nashville and in Pittsburgh, but uh, nationally, yeah, just a two-four. Average for this year's Stanley Cup Finals, which is actually the the same, uh, up 0.2 million viewers from last year's finals between Pittsburgh and San Jose. When you go back three years in the NHL, Chicago-Tampa Bay was a uh, 3.2 on the Nielsen, so they had about 1.6 million more viewers for that series than they did for this current series. And that just sort of speaks to, you know, Chicago is obviously a big market team and they love their hockey there. The biggest one, uh, I'll let you guys guess in the past uh, five years. Bruins. Bruins, Blackhawks. That's two hockey markets right yeah. there. Got a 3.3, 3. 3. 5.8 million viewers on average. And uh, That's still it, way less than what the NBA gets. Oh, of course. Even though they put course, out an exponentially right. better product. Look, there's a massive difference between uh, the, the NBA pool of fans and the uh, pool of fans in hockey. Um, that series, by the way, games, Game 7 of the Blackhawks-Bruins series was the highest-rated game. Uh, 8.2 million viewers there for Game 6 of Chicago and the Bruins, and that's the highest-rated game the NHL has had in the playoffs in the, in the past five, five years. years. Uh, so, uh, I mean, and 8.5 was actually Game 7 of the Canucks and the Bruins. So the Bruins... Uh, good draw for the NHL you know it's those teams that where there's actually a decent hockey market and a little bit of history behind the team and they have to be a big market team like in order to get like that real viewership right you know if you want to get above above a four in the NHL uh, or average above a four uh for the for the NHL finals you need to have two big market teams right I don't think Cleveland Golden State I mean sort of big markets when you're talking about overall for sports but I mean, what else is really well, going on basket- in, in Cleveland either for basketball? Right, that's what I mean. What yeah. else is going on in Cleveland yeah. besides the Cavs? You got nothing. Well, the Indians made the World Series last year. Do you think that Cleveland really cared about that? Maybe, oh, I, I maybe think so. a little I bit. I think so. You're right. You're I right. think so. Yeah, the it Browns. More, more about the Cubs. The Browns got a win. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're on the up and up. <laughs> Probably a big deal too. It's been a great year for Cleveland. <laughs> Browns got a win. Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland Indians in the World Series. <laughs> Yeah, and LeBron's back in the finals. Right, right. Go but figure. yeah, I think as as long I, and, as... And the Browns could get two wins this year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, it has a lot to do, obviously, with upbringing. Less people play hockey when sure, they're younger. Sure, it costs think... more money than it does right. uh, to yeah, play you need yeah, basketball. You need an ice yeah. rink. Right. No, I, well, I mean, if you play street hockey. So but I the mean, fact it, is you need equipment. Your, your built-in fans just aren't there as much for hockey as they are for basketball. So but, it makes sense there's a disparity. And not to mention basketball, an American-made sport... Uh, and the and hockey is a uh, Canadian is Canada's pastime, so it's right. You know, it is what it is. That and curling, so yeah, some weird pastimes. weird stuff going off <laughs> north of the border there. <laughs> no, it's just it's one of those things where you know we should demand more as NBA fans. Totally, but I, I you should just, want more parity. You should uh, like the only you, way that there'd be more parity is if each team was only allowed one max contract or two. No, I think two, no. I think two is fair. Because right now you can do three, right? Right. You can, you can do as many as you want. Well, as long as you fit under the cap. But right. realistically, you can do in most cases. But three. the only way to make it league wide so that everyone has a chance, like the NHL, 
one max contract. That's well, the I, only I know the, way. I look, I know the TV money and just the growth of the league plays into the salary cap growing and stuff like that, but why can't the league just say, like, we're going to fix the salary cap at this, you know? Is, is that legal? Can they do that according to the CBA? Not right now. Probably no. not. According to the CBA, it takes into account just the league's growth and stuff like that, and it's calculated. Right. But I wish, like, as the commissioner, like, in the new CBA, no, we're fixing it at this number. Mm. You cannot exceed this. Then guys are going to be like, oh, I don't want to go there. They have LeBron James. He's making, them, you know, however many million dollars. I, I don't want to go play with him. I want to go somewhere else where they can actually pay me. Yeah. You know? And, and, it, and it really does boil down to... Or they'll know. take a cut and make less money to win championships. Yeah, one way or the other, the, the league is built so that you can create these super teams right yeah. that and that's why it's making if, the, it's making the league a ton of money right you know but if you're one of these other markets like look at boston boston's a great sports market and here we are at the end of yeah that but semifinal, it's not a great applauding <laughs> the fact that we didn't get swept well, oh, what's wrong oh, with that yeah. what, what's wrong with that day when one what's what's no but, the Browns. No, but what is what no but Dave, what is your problem with that when you look at the Cavs and you knew realistically going into this series there's no way you were gonna win? What's the, wrong fact, with that? the fact that as a fan base we've been reduced to that sort of puddle of a fan base yep. by the NBA. That we are as a fan base reduced to cheering that we didn't get swept by a team. That's unacceptable. Hold on, they would have get they would have cheered if they got swept as well. You're right, <laughs> which is crazy. No, they we wouldn't. They, they got no, no, no. If game four was at home, if it was at a home, okay, the Celtics fans would have given them a standing it, it ovation. Depends. Thank you. It depends. Let's go. Thank you for trying your it, hardest. It, no, 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 no. It depends. We if they were getting blown trying. out, they would have booed them. They, didn't they get booed off the floor in game two against the Cavs? Yes. Yeah. But yes, they, they got did, blown but out that, by like 40 people, points. And I don't think people were understanding that that could have been the last time they saw that team right. on their court. If they understood yeah. that, they would have said, let's go south. That's, that's why I was a little surprised because I was like, I know you're getting, you know, blown, your doors blown off here, but this is probably, and I said it on the air, they played their last game at the Garden. I ended up being wrong yeah, because they, they stole one in Cleveland and they came back. Which well, was nice because we got to see them at home one last time. And the Let's Go Celtics. The, the NBA has resumed. just created twenty-eight passive ass fan bases. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. You as a fan base, if you are not in Cleveland or in the Bay State area rooting for Golden State, you are literally rooting for a loss in the playoffs. You're rooting for just don't get embarrassed. You're just hoping that uh, that somehow. One win, one win against one of these two teams, and you'll f you'll feel like you deserve your spot. You so know? you've made a bunch of bitches of twenty eight <laughs> fan bases. If you're the NBA, it's basically what yeah, have yeah. you done as a league? You are responsible for the emasculation of twenty eight different markets. Good job, NBA. Great, and we're all supposed to root for for a non sweep, as any other market besides Cleveland and Golden State. Ridiculous. And that's why I Ridiculous. have the utmost. That's why I have the utmost respect for Russell Westbrook, who was I think a year away from free agency, and he said, "You know what? No, I'm not going to do what K what KD did. I'm going to sign an extension with OKC. I don't care if the supporting cast that I have sucks. I'm staying here." <laughs> that's when I said, "You know what, Westbrook? I like you now. You've done all right by me." He's being the anti-Durant, and I want to see more of that. Yeah. I want to see more of that. We'll see what happens when his contract comes up and he goes to, like, the freaking Spurs or something But like the thing that. is, he'll be past his prime at that. Super team. That's you what Chris Paul's doing. I don't know. I, 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 look, I, I see no escape from this non-parody in the NBA. I see no escape. I see one it. escape. I see these guys getting aged out and look, hopefully a new CBA coming look, in. LeBron and opting rules. out after this season. And that, again, <laughs> is the Celtics fans clapping and cheering for maybe five years from now will be able to compete with this team because their players got old. Or, Great. Or just continue. Great. Or, or, you know old. what? Continue making super teams. Just have more than two. But there's not enough talent. That's the problem, damn it. <laughs> or you God, spread out the NBA. talent the with sucks. one max contract. Oh, screw the NBA. Overall, the league just sucks. Wrapping up hour number one here on the Sports Blast. ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere.